You are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, this may be the biggest newsworthy week we've had in a very, very long time. The biggest baddie in all the professional wrestling has just signed with WWE. SmackDown is leaving Fox. WWE made some Razor roster moves. AEW will be soon taking things to the max only after a little bit of a wrestle dream. And oh yeah, No Mercy's happening this week as well. NXT, No Mercy. So sit back, relax, and please stop fucking talking about Taylor Swift. It is Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 355. No mercy for the baddies, exclusively here on WrestleAddict Radio. And it starts right now. Okay, but seriously though, did you see the woman that Travis Kelsey dropped to go for Taylor Swift? I haven't. You should. I'm gonna Google uh, it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's very interesting. It's right. While you do that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast episode. I don't remember what her name is. Episode number 355. No mercy for the baddies. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose, along with Willie T. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. we have a but yeah, I told you. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. I literally like two pages worth of notes for for us to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. It wow. has been a massive week in pro wrestling uh, in and of itself. So we are going to try to break down all of it and also preview two pretty significant events from AEW and WWE, particularly the NXT brand. But before we get an all out, let's bring it over to the biggest Swifty fan that I know, a day one 50 Swifty fan. Will Tarasak, how are you, sir? I don't really give a shit about Taylor Swift. This other girl, Nicole, is way prettier, Travis. You dropped the ball on this one, man. Told you. Told you. Wow. <laughs> just, just wow. Hey, man, the first rule of life, appreciate beauty. And I'm appreciating yeah. beauty, all right? All right, my name is Will Tarasak. T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H. You can feel my girlfriend's daggers through the wall. Um, <laughs> it's fall, and I am so goddamn excited. So it's it's going to be it's gonna be a good time. I'm so excited to talk about it. It's been a few weeks. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, it's robe weather, too. We should do an episode on robes. Like, when it gets wintertime, we should do an episode on robes randomly. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dude, when it's really cold, I'm going to be wearing two robes. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, robe. We'll, we'll, call, we'll call it the robe warrior episode. <laughs> Just, like, not tell K. Robo-mania. Robo-mania. Maybe we should replace Rumble of Royalties with, like, Royal, Royal Robo. Ooh, Royal Robo would be a good one. That's a good one. Royal Robo. <laughs> Someone write that down and remind us, please. Please. Uh, so, yeah, no, we've got a lot of crap to talk about this week. Not even crap. A lot of monumental industry shifting news has occurred literally within the last time that I recorded an episode with Nate the Great. Thank you, Nate, by the way, for coming in in the clutch last week. It was a pretty fun episode yeah, if you haven't Nate. listened to it. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a really, really fun and entertaining episode, but a lot has happened ever since we went 
off air. In particular, let's just get things started and get the ball rolling because this might be a pretty much a longer than usual episode. Uh, first things first, it was announced last week that SmackDown, the SmackDown television show, the brand that is SmackDown, is going to be leaving Fox by October of 2024 because SmackDown has been, uh, is moving to the USA Network on Fridays. They signed reportedly a five-year, $1.4 billion deal to to bring uh, SmackDown to the USA Network. Now, a part of this deal includes and i have a really really wild theory about this a part of this a part of this deal also includes that that uh wwe will also put on four primetime specials per year on nbc as well so smackdown five years 1.4 billion dollars will go to the usa network on friday starting in october 2024 what this also means as well because i do not foresee nbc universal shoving out another 1.4 1.5 billion dollars essentially three billion dollars in total to also keep raw and nxt so there is a strong potential that raw and nxt whose rights have not been sealed yet for the next uh for the next couple of years uh could be moving off of the USA Network and NBC Universal uh, to some potential bidders, for instance, like maybe uh, it's been talked about Disney Plus, ESPN, Amazon is also apparently in the running as well. So for the first time almost ever, uh, Mr. Tarashop, we might see the end of Monday Night Raw as we know it. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, I understand, yeah. I understand SmackDown's the bigger brand. SmackDown has more money. SmackDown is the better show because mainly because it's two hours. But yeah, I can't see. Monday Night Raw has been the staple of wrestling for over 30 years. It has. Like, it, it is, especially when Vince is alive, and Vince is never going to let that happen. Now, he's a chairman of the board of this new, of TKO. So We don't so, know for how long, though. That's another story, too. That is another story whether he's going to be in, in jail or in the ground. so Or if he's selling his stock, too. That's also been reported that his um, all of his shares are up for sale. Mm. You know what? I'll buy them. I believe... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, it's I, 107 a share, by the way. That's it? That's what they opened at. That makes sense. That makes sense. Jack, I keep yeah. telling myself I'm going to buy WWE stock, and I never do. But yeah, I'll, I'll believe... <laughs> buy Endeavor, it's like $20 a share. I'll believe SmackDown's going to Monday when I see it live. And well, Raw not even SmackDown Monday. going to Monday. You mean, yeah, Raw leaving Monday. Raw leaving Monday. Either or. Because someone's going to take its place. Because, well, Monday is a tough week because now they have two Monday football games. Because uh, yeah, of whatever is, reason, think it was the strike that, or something. I mean, that also could be the... Re- I think that was in the NFL schedule to begin with, which I think Genius Move, it spaces things out a little bit more. They should eliminate Thursday Night Football because that's a terror and a half, and that's just another sports conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Like, I feel like WWE can compete against... Like, Monday Night Raw has always been able to compete. I don't better not go to Freeform to Quad. Um, WWE can compete against one Monday Night Football game, but to go up against two... Two games a week? That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, and, like, The Rock's not available all the time. That SmackDown surprise was a massive surprise in and of itself. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I can't fathom 
Raw leaving Monday nights, even when they went to uh, Spike TV. Remember that time for a while? They oh went to Spike. <laughs> yeah, they went to Sp- NXT on Comedy Central. Taquan, stop it. Um, I can't picture Raw leaving Mondays. They've always been on Monday nights. Like people who don't watch wrestling, and I say I do a wrestling podcast. Like, oh yeah, I used to watch Monday, Monday Night, Night Raw. Raw. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's almost become pop culture, like lexicon. No, definitely. That's me. It's it's the brand recognition. You know how much shit. Elon Goff are changing the Twitter to X. Like <laughs> that's, that's what's gonna happen to Raw. Like there there yeah. is there is literal billions of dollars of brand recognition behind Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. And that is the most important thing a company like WWE has is the brand recognition, which is why they give belts to every championship team except the Jaguars. Um <laughs> Yeah. They, it, it, all right. The the Jaguar belt was there for like Two hours, <laughs> and then it went away. Yeah, yeah, hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. So, like, you, I think WWE is so smart. Their marketing team is so smart. Nick Khan is so smart. He's not going to get rid of that brand recognition. I can't see. I could see Raw getting cut to two hours in a new TV deal. I could see Raw leaving USA for sure, which I also yeah. think is kind of silly. They've done it before, They've but it before. yeah. Where it goes, who knows? But I also see NXT going back to Peacock, which I don't think is a loss. I think it's actually pretty smart. But mm-hmm. I do not see Raw leaving Monday. I can see SmackDown going anywhere. It is very I've, uh, the, Get the them deal. Off I Friday think is sure though. Get them the fuck off Friday. I think they are staying on Fridays unless something changes within the next year. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever move NXT off of TV, especially now that they're just bringing in like Becky to hold the titles and stuff like that. Uh, I think they're trying to make NXT a commodity, but I I understand if it moves to like streaming like it originally was. And that was a great get for for the original WWE network was and you could only get NXT in a WWE network. And NXT was amazing at the time. Like that was amazing. Um, I am tickled and i'm interested daniel tosh gonna host no mercy stop it Saquon. you're on a roll tonight <laughs> um i am tickled by the notion of monday night raw on amazon one because i love amazon prime streaming service i think they're really really good um especially for live sports they've done a really good job with that uh, especially with Thursday night football i'm interested to see how amazon would handle a show like a raw or like an nxt I think it would be fine, but, well. I don't trust Disney with it right now. No, absolutely not. I don't trust ESPN with it either. But yeah, you're gonna, you're, there's going to be a time in the future, Ricky, where wrestling specifically moves off of cable and goes strictly exclusive to streaming live. Well, save me a bill. That's the future. It's going to be more expensive first. We're gonna, everyone's going to up their prices once that happens. Yeah. But. That's the future of cable TV. It's just getting shifted and repackaged into streaming with apps. So have fun with that, everybody. Now, the question is, when does WWE specifically make that move? When are they going to get the most money? I think that last TV rights deal is the highest deal they're going to get, even though they still smacked them for, what, 1.5? 1.4, yeah. 1.4, and previously it was, what, what, 1? So. It was one. The last the last time was one, and because they sold SmackDown for Fox was five years, one billion. Raw was US was NBC Universal five years, one billion. Yeah, those TV rights deals. It's gonna become a point where they you peak, and you're yeah. coming very very close to that peak. The only thing keeping alive is sports, really NBA, yeah. NFL, 
And that's really it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess wrestling. True. Yeah. So there's gonna be wrestling's been when, a top ten cable program since the advent of TV. I think right now, if Raw went to streaming exclusive, it hurts Raw. I think less. Yeah. People, I think less people watch it. Whereas it's on cable, and then the the, the next day rights on Peacock mm-hmm. is the perfect way to go. Which is why I think it stays with NBC. Whether on so you USA think NBC shells else. out? You think NBC shells out another like billion for NXT and Raw? Yeah, yeah, I do. Honestly, it would be a smart move. I like it, especially you keep it all in the family. You already have Peacock. It would make sense that they would be the preferred people because they already kind of know what they're doing at this point. Yeah. My interest here now switches to the arrangement, which was reported by the Hollywood Reporter, which I actually like. I've been reading a lot more of them when I do business. Stories, they're really good, The Hollywood Reporter. Um, The four specials a year on NBC, on primetime NBC, which will obviously be also streaming live on Peacock as well, I'm assuming. Um, But even if it's not, I have this really weird headcanon theory because I said, why are we doing four? Why four a year? Why four a year? And then I thought big four. Big four. Oh, those, those, those TV specials? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the four primetime TV. Can you imagine the first ever primetime WrestleMania on NBC? That's too many ads, dude. I, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to WrestleMania matches with commercial breaks in between. I mean, there are commercial breaks in between. We're usually just no, no, there no, I'm for them. mid match. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't think it'll happen mid match. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll have... I do. Mm. I do. I do. If there's money to be made, Ricky, there's money to be had. So they're definitely, they're definitely going to put a commercial break in the middle of a fucking uh, battle royal. Absolutely. I mean, the battle royal is fine. I can we can put a commercial break into the battle royal. Maybe, that's maybe okay. Not, maybe not the main event or the main matches, but like the undercard and majority of matches are going to have commercial breaks in between. I don't. I, well, I don't know if I'll like picture in picture. I can potentially see, but yeah, like a hard break. I don't want that either. I don't want picture in picture, but like a hard commercial, I feel like they can, you can implement it in certain aspects of it and not have it, you know, lose any meaning. Um, but I'm tickled to see if it's if these four specials are just like, you know, Royal Rumble, things like that. Like, like I feel like that could be a huge thing. Like network TV, big four pay-per-views. Is an abs- is something they've never done before. It's so absurd that it just might work. I mean, I like the idea of like the TV specials, right? Like, like, like a, I guess yeah. a Saturday night on cable, fine, prime time, or like a, like a, like yeah. a Tuesday night prime time, that's fine. But like a big it, four it, Survivor it, Series it, Rumble Mania, no. Please, no. It it would it honestly because W it worked for WWE before back in the eighties Saturday night's main event. Yeah, they was brought, huge for was huge for NBC. Dude, if they brought back superstars or Saturday Night's main event quarterly, yeah, that'd be fucking huge. You and you bring back the old robes, you bring back the old style mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, make Michael Cole dress in an old suit, like <laughs> that kind of thing, like the old graphics, like like they did the, yeah. they did the new raw throwback with yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they did something like that, prime time, that would be great. So here's the thing, also as well, fun fact about Saturday Night's main event. You know what? You know where the first episode was held. Probably the Nassau Coliseum. The Nassau Coliseum, you are correct. <laughs> I just know you. I just know you. It's, like it's probably the Nassau Coliseum. The Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> and when WWE does live events on the weekends, on Saturdays, they have been calling it Saturday night's main event. Yeah, that's great. I think I should totally do that. That's a great idea. 
It can be interesting. Like the the fantasy guy in me, like the kind of the wacky business guy in me, wants like a like primetime big four, which would be absurd. But I think your idea that the uh, it's like these random ass specials that would also progress the storyline, but also could like bring in new people, is also a good idea as well. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, be interesting to see what they do. Unfortunately, Hulu lost out on all of this deal uh, because WWE content is being pulled from Hulu at the end of this month. So you will no longer be able to do Hulu Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, whenever you decide to catch up on your wrestling on Hulu because yeah, it's not going to be there anymore. watching it anyway, but... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a no-brainer. Next, it's not. It's just the next day rights. And yeah. next next day rights, what that means is the, the show airs on Monday, Tuesday morning. It goes out somewhere. Yeah. AEW needs the next day rights for somewhere. Uh, WWE makes the most sense to throw it on Peacock because they put it on Peacock a month later. So, Which seems- I think because it's been on Hulu, it prevents them exactly. from doing next day rights. Exactly. So now it just opens the door for Peacock. So I'm not worried about it. In fact, it's actually way easier for me uh, because Peacock is actually turning into a pretty solid platform. Yeah, you can go watch Fast X. Yeah, fun. Oops, I'm yeah, sorry. The Mario, the Mario movie. The Mario movie was good. I watched the Mario movie. I was actually entertained by it. Yeah. I was very entertained by I it. I just want all those A&E documentaries on Peacock. Why the fuck aren't those on Peacock? Are they owned, is A&E owned by NBC Universal? That's definitely why, but it's stupid. It's like, why would you make an exclusive <laughs> with A&E when you have NBC in your back pocket and you have a they were, Peacock to sell? Because they were giving them money. I That's know, why. But it's just like, dude, I haven't watched <laughs> any of them because they're on A&E. That Angle the, documentary was fucking amazing, though. I haven't watched it. The A&E documentaries are really, really good. I've been watching them for a couple of years. They are really, really good. Yeah, um, he's owned by the mouse. Jaquan's right. Ah, uh, yeah, no, A&E, the A&E docs are really, really good. Uh, so they're, they're worth checking out. And so is their... Um, well, WWE's most wanted treasure where they go searching for all the old crap that the wrestlers sold off because they were broke. That's also a fun one. Yeah, dude, I'd watch a <laughs> shit out of that on the Peacock, though. Like, I'm not going I understand, on my way to I understand, find yeah. AD. I'm not going on my way to find it on the internet because I don't have cable, but nah, that's yeah. my problem. Yeah, I get that. Uh, so, unfortunately, the same day that WWE made all of these TV rights deals announcements, they also decided to announce that they were cutting a crap ton of people. The biggest shocker for a lot of people on that aren't named Will Tereshock. Uh, <laughs> I was so happy. Is Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler probably the most... Um, has all has the most accolades of anybody that was cut uh, a 20 year career, multiple time intercontinental champion, multiple time tag team champion, United States champion, uh, one time world champion, one time money in the bank winner, one of the greatest money in the bank cash ins mm-hmm. of all time. Top three for sure. Yeah, absolutely top three. Um, he was the joke of our, he was the joke of our show for a long time. The no, like the no show off or the pre-show, I'm pre-show off. Ziggler. I'm here to do the job. I'm here Jobber. to do the job. Come He's, he, Dolph Ziggler, his Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, historically your level one villain that you go up against in your career. Oscar uh, <laughs> Oscar Bade Ziegler, uh, but you cannot deny the impact he's had. He's had a 20 year career. He's the, oh, the last surviving member of the spirit squad. By the way, <laughs> um, and it, it not only affected everybody, but it affected a lot of people. John Cena talked about he has over like 1500 career matches in WWE. A lot of accolades about Dolph Ziggler uh, kind of being cut. It's a surprise. Has he been really being used? No. But for me, 
at least I felt Dolph with how long, with how tenured he's been in WWE in particular, that he would have a more glorious exit from the company instead of, you know, just kind of getting cut. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere a long time ago he has the most matches in WWE history. Something like that, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong. First ballot Hall of Fame, as much as I fucking hate the guy. Absolutely. And how awful his stand-up comedy career is. Um, <laughs> it's the thing about Dolph. It's the the whole big thing. When my friend uh, Kafer has been on the show, we've always said like, name a bad Dolph Ziggler match. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah, no, the guy's incredible. I mean, the guy is absolutely a Hall of Famer. I just never got it. <laughs> never, <laughs> never got Dolph Ziggler. I was like, you guys like this guy? This guy. Okay. That's what we said about the Valkyrie. Remember, we were trying to do the Mount Rushmore the first time, and they put Dolph, Dolph Ziggler on the on. list. We were like, "What? What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" <laughs> But uh, yeah, like our, our Discord in particular, join our Discord, by the way. Everyone was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, wow, did this happen? I was like, guys, where would you, he's not being used. He's getting paid to do nothing. Okay, okay, use him. And cut who? Where do you yeah. put him? Where do you put him? Because if you're going to put him on TV, someone needs to come off TV. So, yeah. who? And if you can, the same thing with Mustafa Ali. Same thing with Shelton Benjamin. Same well, with Mustafa, Mustafa was a little bit different. Mustafa was supposed to have a match on No Mercy this weekend oh for God. a North American title. Amazing. He was supposed to be the North American title person. He was going to go up against Dom, and they, they released him. Or he asked for his release. Who knows? Um, the Dolph introducing himself gimmick was top tier. Hi. I'm Dolph Ziggler. That's all he did for weeks. No, do you remember? Do you remember the? Remember when Dolph would come out as different performers? No, that for was a couple like, of weeks. Would he? That was remember uh, he came that out. Was Charlie Haas. No, 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 no. This is like later on in Dolph's career. He it was like it was the it was the it should have been me, Dolph. Oh my god, he was a colonel. <laughs> he was the colonel for a minute. Yeah, no, this is going to happen eventually. WWE just had a merger. Yeah, they, they're, cuts they're, they're, making cuts, they're making cuts in the front office. They're making cuts to talent. They got to they gotta beef up their stock price, of course. Come on, guys. But also, have you seen the entirety of a WWE roster? I'm also including NXT. Yeah, and the Performance Center. It's large. It's a, People are going to go every year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're a charity. It's a business. It, you know, that's that's just the way it is. Um, so Dolph Ziggler, big surprise. Uh, I just hope he comes back for a rumble, gets some sort of more kind of glorious, more glorious exit from the company, no pun intended, because he did have the, the dirty dogs and everything with, with Rude. Uh, but to nobody's surprise, Matt Riddle's gone. Yeah, nobody's surprised that was, at all. That was, that was a surprising one. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like, none of these were really surprising until Matt, Ritter, Matt Riddle, Riddle, excuse me. Riddle, yeah, Riddle. Matt Riddle, and I was just like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. He burned too many of his bridges. So let's let's go through the, 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 the Matt Riddle line. He came out as one of the hottest guys in the indie scene. I, Will and I have seen Matt Riddle on the indies. He's fucking fantastic. We're like, yo, this guy's going to be fucking great. Got you all know, the talent in the world. All the talent in the world. Stoner gimmick, top notch, like worked. Got annoying at times, but worked. He was found a way to get it over. He got it. He, he understood yeah. the business perfectly. <laughs> you know, but he couldn't 
get away from his own demons. You had the Candy Cartwright and the Me Too allegations. You had the clear infidelity with him and his wife um, that occurred. You had all of the drug issues uh, that persisted to the point where he got, I think he got popped for... He got popped for a drug, which they he, they had to suspend him. They paired him with like the worst bad boy in the history of wrestling, Randy Orton. Okay, the man Randy Orton, if he wasn't an Orton, if he wasn't a legacy, would have been dropped from the company years ago. You know, and so he got paired with Randy. He seemed to be doing well with Randy. Yeah. Randy unfortunately got injured. Then Matt Riddle was up to his own devices. That ended up being a horrible move. He got sent to rehab on WWE's dollar. Sent to rehab on WWE's dollar. Let's let's not forget that, folks. Finally made his way back. Seemed to be going somewhere, and then the JFK incident occurred. And you heard about this, right, Will? What was it? One more time. The JFK incident. The incident at JFK that happened a couple weeks ago? No. I might have okay. vaguely heard of it. Please, So Matt Riddle was coming back from, I think, when they did the show in India. Mm-hmm. He was coming back from India, flying into JFK. Matt Riddle posts on Instagram that a security, like, like one of the security officers or something at JFK, I don't want to say it was TSA, but a security officer or something, like sexually harassed him. So he's like, thanks to JFK for God for sexually harassing me. I never want to come back here again. Blah, 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 blah. Just goes up on a rant. It is now deleted, but he said that. According to the actual thing that happened to multiple witnesses, Matt Riddle was highly intoxicated. Uh. <laughs> you know, highly intoxicated and belligerent in the JFK airport. And this isn't some Joe Schmo airport in the Midwest. This is JF fucking K. Yeah, she's in the middle of Queens, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that was the last straw for WWE. Like, WWE learned this lesson, and the lesson was called Jeff Hardy. Yeah. The difference is Jeff Hardy is a likable person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and Matt Riddle just burned, he burned all of his chances. Yeah, he didn't have many to begin with. There's only so many opportunities you can give a guy. And it's yeah. just like, I remember defending him against his whole allegations because there wasn't really evidence. And honestly, I don't remember what happened. Um, if he was guilty or not, if they were founded or what have you, what happened with courts, I just don't remember. Yeah. But, uh, the stink is there. And the stink never went away. And you get the rehab and like the pictures of him in the hot tub and the infidelity. It's just, dude, it's, I just can't respect you as a man because you just destroyed your family like that. And it's just, I just, it's just distinct, just never... It never went away. Never went away. It's just like there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing he could have done to make me cheer you again, and that's just a personal decision I made. So he got released. I'm just like, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, good. I mean, I I saw it coming. I mean, when he came back, I the 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 allure of Riddle was gone for me. This, yay! Yeah, it was like, yay, it's back. No, Velveteen <laughs> Dream came back. I'd be like, oh fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> Second chance is all the way, baby. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would, I would be interested to see if Velveteen Dream would even would even be thought about. But no, who knows? No, dude, he's also yeah. way too many bridges. You ever see the video of him getting arrested for like a DUI? Oh, well, wasn't that like last year? I yeah. Think? Oh my god, it was fucking hilarious. Like you didn't meet my mom. He's like you didn't meet my Miranda rights. You didn't meet my Miranda rights, sir. Sir, what are my Miranda rights? You can't do this, sir. It's like, dude. I... Did they read him as Miranda rights? No. <laughs> they might have. <laughs> but it's just like, dude. 
they can literally wait until you're at the police station to read you your rights. Is that true? I thought they had to read them to you at like in that moment. No, I'm pretty sure they can wait. But it's just like, dude, you don't just get off for whatever the fuck you're doing because they don't read you your rights. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd be interested to hear about the random. That's the first thing I've heard about that. But anywho, those are some of the major cuts. Other cuts that happen because I do have a list. Mustafa Ali, who we already mentioned. Mansoor and Masse, the maximum male models are dead, which is very upsetting. Yeah, Mansoor had a lot of interesting stuff. So you know how people call Mansoor like the Indian or the Saudi Arabian Goldberg? Yep. It's because that was part of the contract. Interesting. It was it was part of it was part of Saudi Arabia's contract. W. Mansoor could not lose in Saudi Arabia. He had to win. Um That's really funny. Mansoor has a I mean Mansoor has a lot of ops. He's really young and he's very charismatic and entertaining on his like when he's been on like up up down down and stuff. I mean, uh, props to him for taking that gimmick <laughs> and like trying to make it work. Him and him and Marseille, aka Mace, who was uh, you know a part of the um, part of Mustafa Ali's failed faction, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Retribution. But listen, they they made some Mansoor and Marseille or Mace because because he was also a former announcer for Raw too. Like he tried, they tried everything with with Mace. They tried literally everything, but. They took maximum male models, which should be a dead in the water gimmick. They took maximum male models, which was like a dead in the water gimmick, and made it so entertaining for a couple of weeks, especially with LA Knight as a as Max Dupree. That was hysterical. It was so hysterical. Uh, also here, Emma and Riddick Moss, Riddick Madcap Moss, both got released. Dana Brooke got released. Uh, Quincy Elliott, who we thought we were going to do big things, but didn't. Rick Boogs, I know personally hurt you, Will. Yeah, uh, that one hurt. Who hot of in top dollar? Apparently everybody else in the WWE locker room because he was also released. Um, B-Fab and Ashanti the Adonis still on the roster, by the way. Uh, Aaliyah got released, who I didn't know was... Who we, who we were talking about for years, like, how is Aaliyah still there? Dude, but she kept, <laughs> kept on keeping on, I think. Was she injured? Yeah. No, they just stopped using her on TV. Uh, a personal, personal hurt from mine. Daba Kato, Baba Tunde, Commander Aziz, the legend of the Raw Underground, um, finally yeah. got released. Uh, Yulisa Leon, a couple of NXT talents you might know, Yulisa Leon, Iki Minjiro, and the dancing man himself, Shanky, also released. Veer, still on the roster, uh, by the way. And a couple of other NXT PC talent were also released who were never on TV or had minimal time on TV anyways. So about 20-plus people in general released from WWE. Um, and Elias. And Elias, my fault. Elias as well. Elias and Shelton Benjamin. Um, which I feel bad for Shelton, too, because that kind of sucks. Yeah, poor Shelton. Yeah. But yeah, like 46. Like, what the, what the fuck else do you have? And still ripped the shit. Um, yeah, I, yeah, so those are the people that were released. But uh, we wish most of them the best, except for Matt Riddle. Get some help. Yeah, <laughs> trim the fat. Trim the fat. Matt Riddle, it's a damn shame because you had all the talent in the world, and then that's what you did with it. Yeah, yes. So more business news talking today. It has been strongly reported by Andrew Zarian, a, tr a source that we all trust and know. Great guy, by the way. Check out the Matt Man whenever you can. Uh, it is believed that AEW, within next year, will be moving to Max, formerly known as HBO Max, and putting on streaming content, potentially live streaming content. On top of that, it is believed that AEW will move to a one pay-per-view a month schedule 
just like WWE. Uh, with this advent of the news of Max now doing live sports because HBO Max slash Max is doing live sports. HBO Max has revealed that they are adding a live streaming sports tier called Bleacher Report. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Bleacher Report is going to be free for all Max subscribers for the first six months. And then you're going to hit the paywall, which is going to be the whopping total of $9.99 a month to watch all live sports. And I believe... Wait, what sports, though? MLB, NBA, whatever deals they have. Because remember, this is uh, Time Warner Discovery. It's like MLB.tv? Are they going to have like local blackouts like the Yankees in New York? That kind of stuff? Potentially. But you also remember, this is Time Warner Discovery, which has TNT and TBS. So you get all that NBA content See, but as NBA well. also has TV deals. That's why I'm confused. Like... I don't know. Well, we're going to see how this plays out. Because Warner um, Warner has a, Warner owns TNT and TBS and Max, so they could theoretically simulcast to both. They could, yes. Which they should, first of all. They totally sh- fucking should. Absolutely. They should do that. Absolutely. And I know we, we talked earlier about WWE going to streaming exclusively would be a bad idea. I think it's kind of the opposite with AEW because, I mean, if AEW can get on cable as well and this yeah. simulcast, that's even more the merrier for them. But if they can get an exclusive thing with the streaming, I think it, has, it says more about the faith in AEW because they're trying to use it to build something brand new. And like they're trying to make this big push for live sports, and AEW is going to be a big part of that. Honestly, if AEW, which I think would be the smart move for them, would go to having some sort of content, whether, I don't know, you do Dynamite or Rampage or something, or even if you just would do the specials, like the the, paper, the monthly pay-per-view specials, which it seems like AEW is going to move to, which end of an era, I guess, which Tony Khan alluded to on his press call about WrestleDream, um, I'd get me to watch more. I mean, if they're, buy, if they're selling, like, if they're selling 100,000 pay-per-views a month, 75,000 pay-per-views a month, yeah. That's a win. Go to that's a, mon- a win. Go, go to monthly, right? As, yeah. You, as long as you're in the green, you're, that's that's where you want to be. Or in the black, that's where you want to be. Yeah. It's only going to be a net positive for AEW at this point. Because it'll just help grow their audience a lot more than it would for WWE, who's got pretty – it's a global brand and already has a massive global following. Yeah. Like, I don't think Warner Brothers and, and Max or HBO or whatever the fuck is kicking AEW to the curb at all. I think they see them as very a valuable commodity – and a product mm-hmm. worth investing in, which is good. Yeah, which is very good because I also agree. I think they're definitely worth investing in. You just got to get rid of you got to get, get, get rid of Tony Khan. Although he has all the money, so maybe keep Tony Khan. You got to <laughs> get an actual CEO in there. You need Nick. Someone Khan. who knows. Yeah. So you yeah, need Nick exactly. Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who knows what they're doing. The a lot of people will probably ask like, um, why does this take so long? Well, here's the thing. From a technical streaming standpoint. Live streaming stuff live is a whole different realm of the tech, technological field than it is really fucking expensive. That too, yeah, it is very difficult to do when you're starting up a streaming service. Very, that's why when WWE did it, people were like, "How did they pull this off?" Yeah, they were and the everybody first. started. They yeah. were the fucking first, <laughs> and then everybody started to copy them. <laughs> you know, um, if you don't have the infrastructure for it, which for the most part. Time Warner didn't really have from a streaming service standpoint. It takes a lot of time to build 
a lot of time to build. There's a lot of extra staffing you got to put together. There's a lot of engineers in the background that you have to like have on 24 seven to make sure that this works. Test the servers get tested. Like the, the strength of the servers. Like if you have a hundred thousand people watching something is the server going to crash. Exactly. But it is so many means tests you have to do. It's just like a statistical logistical nightmare. I can't even yeah. imagine how, 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 how all, the, all the shit that goes into this, but and, and when be, it does go and, live, and it's it going to be live, not good. It's still going to be buggy. <laughs> like, yeah, for the few, yeah. Like, for the first few months, it's still going to be buggy, guaranteed. Yeah, WWE had that problem for a couple of months when the network first started. So it was bad. What? Was yeah, really bad. What, but they will figure it out. <laughs> like they will figure it out. You just got to be patient with them. So more power to AEW. Hopefully this goes well, and hopefully this will this will help just grow their platform and their performers. But it also will probably uh, have Tony Khan really rethink about some of the structures of um, of their contracts for some of their performers. Speaking of which. The first, oh, not that, <laughs> joking. Uh, speaking of structures and live streaming and everything like that, Elimination Chamber's coming to Australia. The last... <laughs> good, good transition, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I, I totally jumped the gun on my own notes. I totally went over something because I'm excited to talk about the big baddie in the room. Um, but Elimination Chamber is not a baddie that we should really be totally dismissing. Elimination Chamber going to be in Perth, Australia, at the Optus Stadium, February 24th, the last pay-per-view before they return. Where is to... Is it east side or west side? I want to say it's, um, I totally forgot. I want to say it's uh, Western Australia. Yeah, it's literally just says Western Australia on my freaking screen. On the graphic here, it's Western Australia. Um, so this is the first pay-per-view since Super Showdown. Remember Super Showdown in Australia? Which was six years ago. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's when, that's when the, uh, what's her name? The people were there, the, the uh, Iconics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Billy, uh, Buddy Murphy was also highlighted. He won the title. He won the two. He won the, not the two hundred five line title. He won the cruiserweight championship. Dude, Australia is so fucking big. Dude, I've been to Australia. It's a it's a beautiful place. Beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, and you get used to it. Uh, this also really uh, continues the trend of WWE putting their non major pay per views outside of America because they can and they will and now they have TKO behind them so this is going to continue also something to of note for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view uh, from Perp it is in Australia this pay-per-view is going to be in prime time Australian time do you know what that it's means for <laughs> 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Eastern. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> I'll watch it on Sunday at noon. <laughs> yes. This will be a 6 a.m. show for everybody in the U.S. at minimum. So now we get, well, I, I want to try because now we get to learn how you know people in um, in Australia or like in London have to watch their shows for like Raw and stuff. Yeah. And I think that's why they're so diehard, too, because, like, they don't have the luxury of watching it during a normal time. Well, that's their fault. Move to America, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Arguable. Um, but, yeah, so this is a pretty big deal. Uh, Elimination Chamber, February 24th, four days before my actual birthday. Oh. Uh, yeah, right? 
Yeah, yes, exactly. That is exactly what's happening. I'm turning 28 on a 28 for the second time in a row. It's like my golden birthday. Uh, so that's going to be a big deal. I'm excited for uh, when WWE goes, WWE has shown when they go to these destination places, particularly Backlash in Puerto Rico, they do a great fucking job. Money in the Bank in London was phenomenal. Australia is going to be no different, and they have a lot of Australian performers. In particular, Grayson Waller is going to be a monster when that show happens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be pretty, pretty, absolutely crazy. Well, no, I was say both of them just have, or Billy Kay's pregnant. I was about to say, what about if the Iconics come back in Australia? Yeah. Listen, I love me the iconic. I know you do. They were just so oh. goddamn annoying. <laughs> it's what made them so great. The iconic voices, dude. <laughs> so you're not a pretty deadly fan, then, are you? Nah, I like pretty. Ah, they're okay. Have you seen the video package for the for like the recovery? They did they did a recovery from injury package. I love. I, I just love that he has a shoulder injury and he's sitting in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. <laughs> like, and, uh, what's his name? Made like a note. Here's. Did Pierce, did Pierce get released, or was that just, was he trolling? He was, I think, because it was the same day about the TV deals came out. He did not get released. Oh, amazing, yeah, I love oh, Pierce. No. He's a, he's a, he's a good on screen character. When when Pierce pointed out, like, I thought you had a shoulder injury. Why you in a shoulder injury? Why you in a wheelchair? And they flipped out on him. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> it was really funny. SmackDown's been really good. SmackDown's been pretty solid. Look up the Kit Wilson video package from last week's SmackDown. So they started out, it looks like a PSA for like a donation or something. And he's just like, you know, the great, the great orator, Olivia Rodrigo said, life is hard. And they do a whole recovery video package of him recovering from a separated shoulder. And doctor's like, he has a separated shoulder. He'll be fine. Yep. It's <laughs> all so like you guys are stupid. The rumor is, and yes, boy, indeed. The rumor is that apparently Xavier Woods has been helping him out, helping um, Pretty Deadly out, and he, the advice he gave him was like, just be as ridiculous as possible. I mean, it's true. That's great advice. <laughs> it worked for the New Day. Be absurd and ridiculous. The, if the New Day didn't realize that they just would be absolutely absurd, the New Day wouldn't have gotten over. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's what Pretty Deadly is doing. Be as dumb and absurd as possible, and it'll work. And it, it works. It's one of the, it is one of the weirdest things about wrestling because, you know, people say, how do you get over in wrestling? And one of them is like, well, you know, you got to be your personality times 10. Yeah, but the, yeah the, the, the other side of that coin is you can either be yourself up to 11, or you can be as ridiculous and dumb as possible. They both work. Really well. Or you do like, both. Or you do both, you and can, it also you works. Kurt Angle, <laughs> you can be Kurt Angle in a little cowboy hat. Cowboy hat, Kurt is still really entertaining. That's what I mean. It's, it's both sides <laughs> of the spectrum. Cowboy. I mean, you can also be serious Brock, or you could be serious dancing Brock. Yeah. Both work really really well or you can be the biggest baddie in all of pro wrestling because it was announced literally a couple of days ago jade cargill the rumors were true jade cargill signed a multi-year contract with wwe and began performing or began uh, training in wwe's performance center so let's break down some things that happened here number one espn broke this news Okay, 
the information was given directly to ESPN and then confirmed by Triple H on social media. WWE then confirmed it on their social media with multiple posts, pictures of her going into the performance center, uh, video of her going to the performance center, pictures of her training in the PC, over 10, 10 plus million social media views about Jade Cargill signing with WWE in less than nine hours, okay? She is only 31 years old. She is probably the first ever homegrown, quote, homegrown talent in AEW to move and make the jump over to WWE. And for a lot of people's um, standpoint, one of the biggest underused, underutilized talents in AEW up to this point. Jade Cargill is a Big, big deal. So before we dive a little bit more into it, because I have a lot of Jane Cargill stuff, um, what are your thoughts on this move for her, Will? I mean, it's about goddamn time, first of all. Seriously. But uh, <laughs> Bleacher Report called it the biggest move, the biggest signing WWE has made in years. And I go, wow. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> I mean, Cody Cody is the bigger sign. For Cody sure. is, like, Cody is the one that broke through the door. Yeah. He's like, he, yeah. But this, this is... Absolutely huge. This is what we've all wanted for a few years. My friend who only watches AEW was very upset. And I was like, I'm girl, come back at WWE. I'm telling you, it's good. Let's come back. Let's come back. Come back, damn it. And uh, yeah, like, I want to see all the matchups. I want to see Charlotte, obviously. Bianca, please. Um, Becky, duh. Nia Jax, even, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to see... All of these matchups, every single one of them. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. She's still green. Yeah, she is. That's why they have her in the PC right now. So when does she debut? Whenever they feel like she's ready. At this point, you've already put it out there. It's just a matter. And now you you created anticipation. Now you just got to wait till she shows up. I think at at the latest, the Rumble. I think Rumble makes sense. Have a debut in a Rumble because she can be protected. I mean, exactly. The thing is, she's really green. Yeah, and she she's is. she's worked with a lot of women who are also pretty green over at age. Yeah. And they didn't get much time. She's also relatively young uh, to make a big power move like this. She's 31 years old right now at the time of her signing, which is a, a great get for, for WWE. You, you got her at a, at a great time. She hasn't been at Wrestler's Prime yet. Um She's also married to to Brandon Phillips, uh, Cincinnati Reds player. She owns her and Brandon Phillips own a fast pitch softball team in Texas. That's pretty cool. Which is kind of wild. This is like fun Jade Cargo facts I found out. Uh, but the I want to harp on before we move on before we talk more about this Jade Cargo thing and some of the stuff that she said because she did do a bunch of interviews yesterday too, and a lot of those were very uh, a lot of that has spread. The information that she did was spread across the interwebs and the IWC. This, by the way, broke the IWC because not only did WWE performers tweet about it, AEW performers also tweeted about it as well. It was a very yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but the fact that WWE just said, screw it, we're just going to blast us out to the masses is a giant shift in what they usually do. Uh, there was the discussion that people were like, oh, whatever happened to surprises? You fuckers ruined it years ago because you listened to Dirt Sheets. If this would have been a surprise 15 years ago. 
but you guys started to get really smarky and tried to look into it too much. So WWE's like, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to say that we did it. This is just, this is a total shift, and it's kind of WWE just swinging their long slong around and be like, yeah, we're going to tell you that we took one of your people, what are you going to do about it? And there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do, and... I, I kind of enjoy the confidence move because, like, when's the last time Triple H actually tweeted about someone being signed the day they got signed? God. It's, well, here's the thing. Before Cody Rhodes, <laughs> it's been a while since they had a major signing. Like Logan yeah, Paul? Yeah, but, but he didn't even... Or Bad Bunny? Maybe, but even then, they had already shown up on TV, on WWE TV, before they were even signed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm we've never seen this much movement ever about a signee uh, with, with Jade Cargill. Uh, interesting we say where she's going to debut. In one of her interviews, she said, they've already determined where she's going to show up. Oh, SmackDown. Well, did she? but she didn't say where, but they said they've already determined where she's going to show up. She talked about, she was asked about what's going to make her, what's going to make her debut a success or a time in WWE a success. She said a lot of training and reps from the best trainers in the best facility in the world. She's really harping in on that. Uh, another influence for her I read uh, from her quotes was that she wants to be an influence to other uh, African-American children to kind of really kind of break down that door and be the next stepping stone so that they can go in and, you know, she can be an influence to the next generation, which I think is a great thing to do. She also talked about how she's just determined to succeed and she doesn't actually need the money. She's like, I don't need the money. I just like to do this. And when I like to do something, I like to be the best at it. God, so it is yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, listen, her husband's a baseball player. She already owns a sports team. You know, they're doing yeah, fine. Yeah, she got generational wealth. She got generational wealth already. <laughs> like, they're doing fine. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's also a very interesting position to be. Like, I don't need this, but I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to kick ass. And she was already tweeting about people she wants to face. Uh, her top four, she listed, was Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and Nia Jax. She even tweeted Actually, that. I forgot Rhea Ripley. That'd be a great match, too. She even tweeted at Rhea saying, my signing is a bigger than your entire championship run already. She's right. She's actually <laughs> it's not even funny how right she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she also talked about her time in AEW in her interview. She discussed about how the one thing she wanted to do more, she had a 508 day reign as the inaugural TBA champion. She's, I think she has the longest reign in AEW history that they never capitalize on. Yeah, and I so. still think it's a, tra- I still think it's a travesty that she ever got a chance to go for a woman's title. Yeah. I can't believe TK would go. Yeah. She's, and um, Jade said she wanted to work with more of a top woman in AEW. Yeah. And some of the top women wanted to work with her, but they never allowed her to do it. I'd be interested to see, because she clearly, like, and there was definitely nothing Tony could have done, because if Tony's biggest asset is his wallet, really. Yeah. And, like, maybe creative control, which he only gives to CM Punk. So, and, maybe, <laughs> and we know how that worked out. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't want, what do you give somebody who doesn't want money? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, her mm-hmm. mind was probably made up. She's probably like, fuck this. I'm gonna, I don't care what you give me. I'm going to WWE. So I'm probably, I'm probably blame on TK on this one. It's probably just straight up Jade is going, you know what? I'm done here. I'm bigger than this. And she's right. 
And she's very, and she's right. She's right. She's very, very right. And like one of the influences is that she wanted to be on the biggest stage in pro wrestling. Again, another it's and it's not a knock to AEW because AEW's not there yet. It may not. They may never get there yet, and that's okay for AEW. But Jade saying, "I want to be on the biggest stage in the biggest company to make a name for myself and to, you know, pave the way for other people who look like me to get into this profession as well," is a massive statement. The other big thing was, you one of her the biggest influence for her to signing with with WWE. Do you know what it was? Uh, no. <laughs> Co- Cody Rhodes. She saw what co- what they did with Cody, and also what I discovered, she is an alumnus of Cody's wrestling school, the Monster Factory. Did Cody found her? Yeah. No shit. Yep. <laughs> Cody brought her to AEW. And she said Cody was the number one reason that she moved over to WWE. Duh. You see, I mean, you, know. you, you, you hear those woes. <laughs> she hears them probably during Dynamite. Like, what is that? Oh, it's another Cody woe. Um, oh, wow. That's interesting. Thank you, Smiley. Breaking news Adam Cole needs surgery on his ankle, and he is out for a while. Another, which another, means guy, another guy who definitely regrets leaving WWE. <laughs> so does Keith Lee. He should have just taken the Bearcat gimmick. He could have found something to do. Um, but no, this is a this is a big, big deal. And it makes me think that Tony Khan, no knock on Tony, because I think he's doing some good stuff, and I think AEW is gonna be in a good position moving forward, but he's really gotta rethink some of these contracts when he's signing people. Jade Cargill left a her last match in AEW was less than a month ago. And she is now blowing up WWE social media all over the place. It's, it was even an article on WWE.com. Yeah, dude, Tony Khan is a bad businessman. That's what it comes like, down to. That's about yeah. the big problem with AEW. The biggest problem with AEW is they're not good business. They just don't know how to run a business properly. And Tony Khan, I think, is a great ambassador for the company. He's a great spokesperson for the company. He's not even a bad face for the company. He's just bad at making business decisions. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Adam I think he's Cole, very likable. Like, I have. A he lot seems of, like a likable guy. I have a lot of fun parting with Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. He's he's the guy that you like. Oh, we want to go out with Tony tonight. Yeah, you always have a good time with Tony Khan. Yeah, he uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's a benevolent rich kid that always just likes to have people around him. Yeah, uh, he's a friendly rich kid who you, who you yeah. generally like, but you don't yeah. trust him to drive your car. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You don't trust he's gonna be on time. He's not gonna remember your birthday. He's not gonna remember his birthday either. <laughs> this is a this is a this is like of every of all the talent in AEW women's division, Jade was probably the brightest star. You think she should pass Britt Baker? Yeah, no, I mean, as in future potential. Like, I think Jade could have been the biggest women's uh, star in AEW if they would have let her. But I think Tony really, Tony really liked Britt. And I don't blame him. Britt is a good starter for the company, but, like, I think Jade could have easily surpassed. 
Yeah, but AEW doesn't give a fuck about women's wrestling, though. Like, for real, though. That's also true. That's also true. I don't think that's necessarily, quote-unquote, bad. Like, there's so much talent on that roster. Like, if AEW has cut the women's division altogether, I I don't see that as a problem, to be honest. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Because there's just so much talent, and so you can just make room for better content. You can't do that in 2023, but... I mean, also, it's, it's at this point with how much attention they don't get. What's the difference between having them there just for, for the sake of being there and cutting them? Yeah, mm, I mean, it's they they've always underutilized their women. <laughs> yeah, they've always underutilized their women's business. So this is a this is a great move for Jade, and also the scary thing about Jade is that that I think Tony is probably going to regret in the future. Jade was self-made on social media. Like she, remember she created the baddie section. She bought people tickets. Yeah. Like. Yeah, she she got over in spite by herself. of AEW. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like imagine if AEW actually put some effort into her. But now imagine the effort WWE can put into her. Oh, those video packages are gonna be so good. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be so good, dude. I'm so excited. I'm very excited for Jade, but take your time, Jade. There is no rush right now. Yeah, no rush. There is no rush. Whenever you show up, you show up. It's going to be crazy when she does, and I think you do it on the biggest stage possible, and I think the Royal Rumble is a great time. The Royal Rumble's in Tampa. She already lives in Florida. The PC, And you give her vignettes leading up to Rumble. Not a surprise entrance. Give her vignettes. Give her vignettes. Seem like Jade's coming, Jade's coming, Jade's coming. You know, as long as they keep her name Jade Cargo, which I think at this point you have to. Yeah. You already made a big hoopla about who the hell she is. Make her like <laughs> her number, name. number 18 and number between number 18 and 23 and just have her be in the final four. Mm-hmm. That video package vignette has to include what her new theme music is. Oh, yeah. Or a hint at it, so you kind of know what to listen for. Is this like Jade? Here's what be a crazy thing, because I because I know she comes from give her the AJ surprise. Well, the AJ surprise was great because no one knew it was AJ. Yeah, including the cameraman. Yeah. Yeah. Going like, who? <laughs> who? <laughs> who? <laughs> what? Uh, Who's that? <laughs> my other thing is, I feel like because if you've seen Jay's entrances in AEW when she was on like primetime stuff, um, in their specials, she loved her pyro. She's she's definitely a Cody person. She loves her pyro. Yeah. I think she's gonna get some pretty badass pyro too. I hope so. Once dude. it comes over, let's make it all purple. No, green. Jade. Jade oh, yeah, green. Jade's a green. Sorry. Yeah, Jade's a green. <laughs> Whatever. Jade's a green. Close enough. But good luck to Jade Cargill. The entire wrestling world is going to be watching this. Um, and I'm I'm very excited. I especially I want to see, and Charles told me this the other day, um, or we were we were vibing about this. What if in somewhere down the road we got Jade Bianca Mercedes? In a sex tape? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Trip, like a, yeah, like cool. a mania triple threat. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. Because cool. at this point, I do not believe Mercedes will ever show up in AEW because I think that's just a bad move on her part. I don't know, man. She's <laughs> she's just L-I-V-N, dude. And more power to her. 
more. She has Star Wars money. Yeah, like what? What the? Fuck is, what, what is she, she going to do in AEW Mercedes? Like, what? What are you going to do there, Sasha? Like really? For real? Nothing. Though? You haven't done anything knows. since you left. I know you got hurt, but like what she had you, the title. And she dropped it, but like, has she? Is she still hurt? I don't know. She's she's showed up at Comic Con in a couple weeks, so I can ask her ask for her. you. Ask her. Like, how, yeah. how, how, how's your ankle? How you feeling? <laughs> I said, how's your ankle? What did you think I do? Hey, Sasha, did you get my letter? No. I'm like, oh, that's because I forgot to stamp it and step on her foot. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll be, I'll be calling you for bail money. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I'll pay it. That's worth it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> hey, Sasha, did you get my letter? Oh, yeah? I forgot to stamp it. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're out of your mind. Anywho. Good luck to Jay. Nah, right, right, right. Do, do it the riddle. He doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> yeah. Russo learned that lesson the hard way, too. Uh, all right. Back to AEW. Even though we have lost Jade Cargo there, still putting on. Is this, this poster get Thanos snapped? What the fuck is going on in this poster? <laughs> is it a sandstorm? Is it AEW sandstorm? Seattle's not even <laughs> known for sandstorms. Oh. <laughs> Seattle? Yes, it's Seattle. I'm in fog. It's like a sandstorm. This is the Antonio Inoki tribute show that apparently that Tony Khan said they were going to do when he announced that all out. It's going to be from the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, former home of the Supersonics, as they used to be a thing back in the day for all you young kids. Um, So this is the third pay-per-view in a row that they're going to do. So the third month in a row that they're doing a pay-per-view. So good job, Tony Khan. So it does really look like they're going to move to a monthly pay-per-view schedule. Uh, Tony Khan did mention this might be the end of an era, which might mean there's something um, on the rise with AEW. John Mox is going to stop bleeding. <laughs> Dude, he looks like he's, he looks like he's going to want to be on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go through this. He doesn't like John Mox. He just doesn't want to be. He's like, why am I here? And why um, is MJF <laughs> hiding in the back? <laughs> it's Ricky, no, it's Ricky Starks. Oh, where's MJF? I don't know. There's multiple posters. But Isn't he on the poster? <laughs> he has a match, or I, I, he has a match, but it's not, and he's not defending his title on this, on this, uh, on this card. But the big one on this card is Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. in a dream match. Zack Saber Jr., the current NJPW World Television Champion, and Brian Danielson is just doing whatever the hell he wants at this point. Um, to be honest with you, I've seen Zaber. Zaber works. It's not Zaber. Saber. Saber works really slow. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, a sl- yeah. Time. This is if you're gonna if you enjoy the wrestling part of pro wrestling, you will enjoy this match. Sports entertaining part of pro wrestling is not going to be in this match. Yeah, if like if like the technical <laughs> stuff, you know, if, if, like, yeah. if like the fake part of wrestling, like the super fake part, you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the wrestler's match, wrestler's match, and this is this is totally Brian Daniels. Like, I just want to work with this guy, and I want to do this, I want to do that. Danielson wins, I guess? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Give him something. Saber, Saber, he'll do. Zach Saber will do what Zach Saber will do. We've seen him. I saw him at Evolve. He's a great guy. He's awesome. He's pretty nice. There's nine um, matches on this card. There's a lot on this card. So I'm going to go with Danielson over Saber. Uh, moving on, the trios match because you got to have the elite on here and do something. The Golden Lovers, Omega and Ibushi teaming with everybody's favorite person, Chris Jericho, uh, against Sammy Guevara, Will Ospreay, and Kanosuke Takeshita 
who is an amazing talent if you saw uh, any of Takeska's most recent stuff. Um, Jesus, Kenny really hasn't beaten Takeska. Uh, I'm going to go with the team, uh, the Golden Lovers and Jericho. I'll go with Osprey. He's just, he's too pretty. Look at him. He's gorgeous. <laughs> he's so handsome. I can't wait until Osprey comes over whenever he starts, whenever he starts messing around on the Indies. No kidding, right? <laughs> he was offered years ago. Like Paul Heyman offered him like on like a podcast special and he denied it, which I understand. Do you No, do you build up your brand? So, but he, he'll probably come over soon. I'm, I'm assuming we'll see. We'll see. But let's move on to this because we are going to fast track this because we've talked a lot. Um, Fatal four-way tag team match. Winner gets an AEW tag team shadow shot. The Young Bucks, the Guns, who I guess are part of the Bullet Club now. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Hook is a thing. Two guys who don't really talk. And the Lucha Bros are going to go up in each other. So we have to determine who becomes the next number one contender for the AEW tag team titles. I'm going to go with the Guns uh, at this something, point. Something tells me it's a pair of brothers. <laughs> so not Orange Cassidy and Hook. <laughs> I, I actually thought the other three are actually brothers. <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was a Young Bucks joke, but no, the other two are brothers. Yeah, I was about to say, which one are you choosing? <laughs> yeah, the Young Bucks. I love the Young Bucks. Yeah, yeah, they gotta give them something, right? Super kick part A. Moving on, the AEW World Tag Team Championships, Aussie Open, which is a team, versus FTR. I'm gonna make it real simple. I can see FTR winning this pretty easily. Uh, duh. <laughs> FTR Young Bucks, might as well, right? We've also got a double title match. Eddie Kingston, one of my favorite wrestlers that I've ever interacted with and favorite wrestlers ever, the NG, NJPW Strong Openweight Championship, and the newly crowned, as of last week, ROH World Champion, beating his arch nemesis Claudio, finally. Um, he's putting both titles on the line against the ROH Pure Champion, uh, Hatsuari Shibata. Wait, I can't. Eddie Kingston's world champion for a company that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> cool, cool. How how poetic. He just needed to be Claudio. Why don't you just give, give him the evolved title while you're at it? Who <laughs> was the last evolved champion? Actually, probably lost in theory. I don't know if it was theory. Um, fact of the matter is, Eddie Kingston has canceled all of his indie events. He's not doing any more indie shows, so he can focus on obviously AEW, ROH, and NJPW because he holds titles in both stuff. So he wants to hold off from that. I can't see Eddie Kingston after the glorious one he had in fucking New York for the ROH Championship, where he's from. He's from New York, and then dro- and then him dropping in less than two weeks. Eddie's winning this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And long may he reign. Eddie Kingston is freaking awesome. Absolutely awesome. I'm- I just wish he could be in WWE, but his his character doesn't blend well with WWE at all. No, it wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't. Him and Eddie's, he, he just like he'd be in a program with the Miz and just go off script and get fired. He gets so he gets so fucking annoyed and, and just be like, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get fired for this, but I don't care." And then that's exactly what would happen. Last evolved champion was Josh Briggs. Thank you, Fretz. Oh, Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs. Poor guy. Josh Briggs, Josh, oh, man, that hip injury is still horrific. Dude. 
<laughs> so <sad. laughs> yeah. Uh, so this, I don't know if this match is actually going to happen. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, Better Than You, Bebe, Adam Cole, MJF. We're going to put the titles online against the Righteous, whoever they are, from Ring of Honor. But I don't know if this match is going to happen unless, 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 unless MJF says, I'm going to do it myself for the love of my brother Adam or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> so either way, better than you, baby, is winning. Yeah. They have to win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No doubt. Yeah, I don't, and I, I wonder if Adam Cole's going to show up at Comic Con now with this bad ankle. Uh, He's going to surgery. You're going to put on a crutch. The photos are from the waist up. (laughs) (laughs) Here's an interesting matchup that I'm surprised I didn't do earlier. Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page. This seems like this matchup happened a long time ago. This looks fun. It just looks looks really fun. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't call it a dream match. It's more like a wrestle fun house. It's just a wrestling fun match. It's a clash of styles. Um, Cole is, we know Cole is in wrestling, but we're talking about him showing up at Comic-Con. <laughs> it is a handicap now. Thank you, Fretz. It is a handicap match. Uh, so he, here's the thing. Every time you think AEW is going to do something with Hangman Adam Page, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, dude. Straight up. That's why I'm going with Swerve. Yeah, Swerve. Swerve. Every time you think Hangman's over, think again. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Hangman tries to get over, CM Punk goes to ruin his day. Yeah, That's what I happened. think. I think Hangman's too dumb to leave or too loyal to leave. He should, but he's, he's not too. He already to re-signed the multi-year contract. Yeah, like he he's can get out of that though. It's AEW. Yeah, he should have jumped. He should have jumped. I will, I mean, but I get that he wants to stay loyal and stuff. But he he should have jumped. He should have jumped and taken his and taken his uh, buckshot lariat back from Logan Paul. That's how he should have came. He should have bugshot Larry and Logan Paul out of his contract. Dude, that's a match I want to see. <laughs> Logan Paul was a tag man? Yeah, dude, that'd be a, that, that's a wrestle dream right there. <laughs> that'd be absolutely amazing. Let's swerve for the win. Swerve is more in Toronto than Hangman. I don't get it. I, I mean, I do get it. Um, the TBS title, Julia Hart's going for something instead of looking really deadly all the time. Versus this title still exists. Yeah, you know the title that Jade dropped and no one cares about after Jade dropped the title to Chris. (laughs) Chris Statlander is the second ever TBS champion. She beat Jade, and Jade is still the bigger story at the moment. Statlander is defending against Julia Hart. Uh, I got to go with Statlander. It's a Long Island thing. She's from Hicksville. Sure. She boops people still, right? I don't know if she boops people still. She does. She does something. I never got the Chris Statlander. She was. She was always interesting and evolved. Yeah, she was an alien. Yeah, she was an alien. I'm like, whatever works. That's what Kurt Hawkins taught you to do. That a creative <laughs> pro. <laughs> let's, let's let you do that. Yeah, um, so, okay, complete sideburns. We're talking about women's wrestling now. Uh, you're right ahead. Garrett Cole threw a complete game shutout to end the season. Given the Cy Young. Yeah. Talk about a fucking tip <laughs> in the cap of Cy Young season. Give him the Cy Young. Uh, but moving back to WrestleDream, this is going to be happening on Sunday uh, night, probably on Bleacher Report. Report goes on to Max. But how do you think this will go? I'm going to go. Mm, we've never seen them do WrestleDream. We have no idea what WrestleDream means. We don't know if it's going to be the beginning of something bigger. Uh, 7.5 for me for WrestleDream. Uh, six. I don't give a shit. <laughs> we'll see what they do. 
Uh, there a lot of their programs if they do move to a monthly schedule, a lot of their programming is going to change dramatic drastically. Um, speaking of drastic changes, NXT is bringing back No Mercy. No, not the great video game that AEW tried to emulate with Fight Forever, but the actual pay per view known as No Mercy is an NXT special from Bakersfield, California, uh, and it's a pretty interesting card with NXT uh, No Mercy. Starting off with Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. And anybody who's ever seen an Ilya match knows that Ilya Dragunov does not give two shits about his body. And Carmelo Hayes is probably the next big thing coming out of the Performance Center next to Jade Cargill. Uh, I have an interesting theory about this. I think Carmelo drops. Mm. He gets called up? He gets called up with Bobby and uh, the Street Profits. Oh, the- oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, booking. That's what a great booking. They've been teasing it for a while because Bobby met with Carmelo one one week on SmackDown. I remember that. And yeah, I remember, team, yeah, that was good. And meet, so I think that's it. But I think Trick Williams co- cost Carmelo the title. No, you got to have Trick. Yeah. Trick. <laughs> Have you have you heard Trick Williams' uh, theme? No. Is it trick, trick, trick? No, it's whoop that trick, whoop that trick. Wow, <laughs> it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, so I I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go shot. I think Ilya finally gets this title, and he runs with it for a while before he goes up and faces Walter at some point. Cause I want to see Walter or Gunther versus Ilya Dragunov at like a WrestleMania or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be fun. That'd be really cool. Uh, up next, the women's title with the surprise, surprise women's champion known as Becky Lynch versus what Trish Stratus would have hoped to have been when she first debuted, Tiffany Stratton. I am very high on Tiffany Stratton. She is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they are going up. Tiffany's trying to get her title back, but Becky beat her on regular NXT TV um, in an extreme rules match for the NXT Women's Championship. So, well, real quick, I know you didn't talk about this because you were away for a while. How was the wedding, by the way? I never asked you. Our wedding was dope. Yeah, I, uh, 80% of it was in Hebrew, so I have no idea if they actually married or not. <laughs> Should have got, got translated. <laughs> but no, it was good. Uh, the venue was really good. The food was kosher. Oh, yeah. the cocktails were magnificent. And the Airbnb, I'll tell, I'll tell you about the Airbnb and on the post show because it was fucking awesome. Yeah, so, uh, but what did, did you watch any of Becky beating Tiffany? No, I haven't watched NXT in years. This is, you should I watch do, it. It's a really good match. I do like Tiffany. She's just a younger, hotter, and better Chelsea Green. I compare her more to Trish. Interesting. Looks-wise as well. She has well. to, she has to wear the manager gimmick, though. Uh, Chelsea Green, yeah. No, Tiffany. No, she doesn't. She's more Barbie. She's more like a stuck-up Barbie, which is real, really, really quick side note or sideberg on Chelsea Green. So Chelsea Green was off of Raw uh, this week, and so she literally live-treated all of Raw. <laughs> what a <month>. <laughs> <laughs> And was talking, the, she kept on, like, every other tweet was judging Adam Pearce's decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. But no, Tiffy and Becky in an Extreme Rules match of spawn. I love Tiffany's finisher, like the tippy-top moonsault. Have you seen her do a moonsault? No. 
She, so the way she does, because she usually she's a former gymnast. She does. She hops onto each level of a turnbuckle and then moonsaults off. Interesting. Yeah, in like in success, like no like breaks. Three, three steps jump. Yeah, with no breaks. In between. Is she bunny hop or like one foot each? No, it's it's a it's both feet at the same time. Those are bunny hops. Interesting. Well, yeah, that's also really hard. Do you ever try to do that hop? <laughs> like on a turnbuckle? That's really no, hard. Not a fucking chance, dude. Have you seen me like walk? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Becky, the, I think Becky survives this in a weird way. It's an extreme rules match. So this, this totally moves towards Becky. We might see blood in this. I would love to see a blood well, yeah, in this dude, match. Here's, 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 here's the real reason why Becky won this title. Uh, because ratings. Because they're going for a TV deal. And what, yeah. are, what are the people who are going to have a TV deal going to see? What are their ratings been the past six, like the past few months? Oh, mm -hmm. good. Great. Give him a bigger deal. Yeah. I also love how this was kind of like a botch promo by Tiffy that turned into a thing. That too. Which also, is great. But it makes you think, was it botched? Yeah, I don't think it was. Um, but I, I love the move. I mean, Becky, what I don't like about it is that Becky has pretty much given us an NXT championship open title on Raw. Which I'm like, there's better ways to use the to, to get a secondary woman's title on Raw <laughs> and leave NXT's titles to NXT, but whatever. Um, I mean, we also had the North American Championship on Raw as well, and that was an amazing match. Um, but I agree, this, it was Dirty Dom and Dragon Lee, and they put on a crazy fucking match. Um, but in regards to this match, I think there, there should be blood. I think this should be pretty extreme. I think this should be pretty fun, but Becky survives. They might move Tiffy somewhere. Um, cause I think she's ready to go as well. I think her and Carmelo are ready to go. Surprisingly enough, they both have all the character work and they're, they, they could do something, but you're also in such a weird place right now being in right before mania season that do you want to put, bring them up and waste them in the mania slot or do you wait till post mania? Was more of a fresh restart. It's interesting the decision that they have, but I'm going to go with Becky here. Are you also going to go with Becky retaining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Until, until it's a TV deal, Becky's retaining. Gotcha. All right, speaking of TV deals, Dominic Mysterio uh, putting his North American title up a line uh, against guess who? Well, your favorite man, Trick Williams. Trick is the one replacing Mustafa Ali to face Dom for the North American title with special guest referee Dragon Lee, who Dom beat this past Monday on Raw. Again, in a hell of a match. You can say that Mustafa got tricked. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The fact that I didn't see that coming is embarrassing to me. <laughs> Come on, that was pretty. That was, that was a that, success. That, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was, you, you got me on that one. <laughs> you got me on that one. Here's the thing. Does Trick Williams actually have a chance here, or are we going to drag this out? Drag it out, dude. Dom, Dom is this, Dom holding North American title is like, who cares, but I love it. <laughs> like, even on Raw, it's like, cool, you have a supplement of title on a show that's on ours, but you're still making it work. Wow, good job, Taquan. Taquan said, I guess Mustafa was chasing the dragon. <laughs> so good. Uh, this is a big match for Trick. It shows that they have confidence in him, but I think they are going to drag out this Trick and Carmelo thing for a while, which we may get Trick and Carmelo at um, Stand and Deliver during Mania Week. 
which would be very, very interesting. Uh, I would love to love to see that, but we're going to go with Dom here. Ah, Fred's going with Trick. All right. I see Wow. Fred's. Okay. Trick. Okay. Uh, we have just a battle of bronze here. God, he looks Corp so angry. <laughs> Who? Uh, bronze? Bron yeah, I was going to say Bron. He looks like yeah. he has the face of Jinder Mahal right there. <laughs> he's a little bit too light on the forehead for Jim, but he, he has the he has the face facial shape. Uh, it's Corbin versus versus uh, Braun Breaker. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you answer as well. Does Braun Breaker have the best spear in the business? Uh, who, who else is a spear? <laughs> that is still edge active. Is, edge isn't signed. Roman isn't on TV, so yeah, he does. <laughs> Orange Cassidy does a spear randomly. Yeah, who gives a shit? Though? Look at him; he's tiny. <laughs> so yeah, Braun Breaker. Look, look, look at those traps, dude. Look at those. Look at that. Look at those. Look at how barely, how barely those fucking that like that that strap goes on his fucking shoulders. <laughs> yeah, Wardlow. Wardlow could never. Right. right? Dude, like that, those, those those fabrics, those things are those stitches are being stretched. Yeah, Moose's spear is pretty good. Like, he's not on TV though. He's on like Access TV. <laughs> Which is still TV. I get Access. All still right. counts. All right. So, okay, actually, um, so when I, whenever I turn my TV, I have, like, um, whatever, like, the f cheap fake cable is on, like, the smart TV. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And somehow the channel change. It's just Impact Wrestling 24-7. Yeah, there, there's an Impact channel. I've seen that, too. Yeah, so whenever I turn my TV, it's just a random <laughs> thing of Impact. And for 30 seconds, I'm like, wow, Impact. And then you turn it away. And then I go to Netflix, or I go to HBO, or I go to, I go to Hulu or whatever. But for like, sometimes I watch it for five minutes to go, oh, yeah, I was going to watch. Oh, yeah, Impact's on. Oh, Lashley does a spear, too. Lashley's spear is unique. I wouldn't call it the best, but it's unique. Lashley is a good spear. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't know he had, like, alopecia, whatever it's called, the, the Will Smith's wife thing. He has really? No, he has no hair on his body. I thought he was just naturally bald. Oh, it's on his body. No, his, his whole body has no hair. His eyebrows are tattoos. Oh, but no hair on his body. I mean, No it's, hair. It's got to be nice for a little bit. I mean... In some aspects. No eyelashes. Like, he's sweat. That's why he's always sweaty, too, because he has nothing to, like... I've really got to look at his eyes. Uh, his his eyelashes are like they're open. Yeah, I, I saw it on a post not too long ago, but he has he is hairless. He has no hair anywhere on his body, including that's... his asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, great fun fact, I guess. Um... <laughs> that's why he's so sweaty, because he's no hair. Oh, yeah, because this one would have got it, absorb it. Anyway, back to this. Uh, Baron Corbin not facing Jeffrey Axel, but facing Braun Breaker. And just a matter of who's the biggest douche in NXT. And I will tell you this, Braun Breaker should never be a babyface again because he was horrible at it. He is much better being this douchebag guy. Uh, I'm going to say Braun Breaker because the last time Corbin was in a match against somebody, um, Gable Stevenson, it didn't go so well. <laughs> so... I'm going to go with Braun Breaker here. I wonder how often Braun Breaker thinks about the Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've seen in a I don't, while. I don't, so get so it. I don't get it, so I'm going to go with Braun Breaker. <laughs> you know what it is? Baron Corbin is now the new Dolph. That's... He's a new entry level. Yeah, he's but, a new entry level guy. Yeah, but Dolph was way more talented than <laughs> I I agree with you on that. But someone's got to take the entry level heel position, and that's that is that is Baron Corbin at this point. He's there for a reason. Uh, we've got a ironically a fatal four way uh, for the tag team championships. The Creed brothers, these guys from Duke, uh, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza are still a thing. Um, 
Tony D and um and Stacks Lorenzo versus these guys on the right here, OTM, who literally just debuted like the like yesterday on NXT. Uh, and they're they actually they look like the, they look like if Crime Time had children. They do look like if Crime Time had children. <laughs> they do like they look like the evolute. They look like the younger versions of Crime Time. It's Crime uh, Time. Is Crime spelled correctly? <laughs> C R I M E. And time spelled wrong. Yeah. Time with a Y. <laughs> it's two different trademarks. Two different yeah, trademarks. Yeah, right? That can work. <laughs> two different trademarks. <laughs> it works. Yo, yo, so, yo, yo, yo. It's JTD. It's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> and so they go, Queens, Queens. Yeah, right. The Battle of the Counties. Staten um, Island. <laughs> The only people I could see that would might be Tony D and Stax is probably the Creed brothers. So I'm just going to say that they're going to retain. This is probably going to be a fun little crazy opener match with tag teams that we really don't know about. Who <laughs> decided that <laughs> Humberto and Angel Gods were safe from being released? Someone um, did. Um, affirm- not affirmative action. What's the other? No, one? it uh, doesn't exist anymore. Racial quotas. They need. They needed. They needed two Puerto Ricans <laughs> in the roster. Um, I feel like they have that though. I'm going to go with uh, Baby Crime Time. They're going to win this. That'd be a fantastic shot because no one knows who the hell they are. Uh, last but not least, the Heritage Cup, Noam Dar, who is doing ridiculously great work, uh, versus the man formerly known as Pete Dunn, Butch for the Heritage Cup. Essentially, this is just an NXT UK match in the skies. Uh, you did miss, well, um, the, uh, about two or so weeks ago on NXT, they had um, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. In a Again? match. Yeah. It's been a long they, time since they fought. They exactly. Fought. I forgot Tyler Bate even existed. Yeah, he's just chilling on NXT with the Heritage Cup and stuff. Um, okay. Noem Dar is as entertaining as I remembered him. Even like, you know, like you remember when he did the whole Alicia Fox thing? I went, Alicia so Fox. Fox. Yeah. He's still wildly hysterical. Like, he's, he's the ridiculous part. Like, he is like, I'm just going to be as ridiculous as possible, and it'll get me over. But he's still also really pretty good in the ring. And he's kind of just like this really ridiculous heel with this faction behind him of all minorities. Uh, They call themselves Metaphor, which I don't know why. But they have, like, a Power Rangers-like entrance where they all have different colors next to them. It is very, very interesting. Hello, A-Sawat, whoever you are. Good evening to you, too. Um... So I know you've never seen a Heritage Cup, but it's pretty much British rounds, British grounds rules. Uh, really quick rounds of matches, six rounds, and it's best first person to two, but you have six rounds to do it. Um, it is not a metaphor for slavery. Stop! It's a quad. Um, but it's pretty much Heritage it, Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop! It's a quad. Um, but it is a fun, fast-paced match. They usually go really quickly, but they're pretty technical. Um, it's an interesting way to do wrestling, and I, I, I kind of enjoy it. And I think it's about time that Noam Dar actually drops this thing. However, I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps it, but also to your point, well, like you said earlier, Pete Dunne, a.k.a. Butch, is the bigger star because he's on SmackDown, and you're trying to go for a TV deal. Yeah, but Sheamus is also injured, so you can put Pete Dunn back on NXT for a bit. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Butch slash Pete Dunn to to win this and him hold this he's hit this massive, ridiculous trophy that I would totally buy if they made a replica. Um, oh, you're the Rico from Down for the Cow. What's up, Rico? How you doing, homie? 
Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, man. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Butch Dune. What's that should be his name, Butch Dune. Butch Dunn would be pretty cool. Butch Dunn, yeah. Set of Pete Dunn, Butch Dunn. So that's all we have for the NXT No Mercy card. Um Again, this is going to be Saturday night. Wrestle Dream is Sunday night, so you got a doubleheader of wrestling on top of watching Deion Sanders probably lose to USC in college football as well. Buy those Deion glasses, by the way. Um, I'm going to go with this. NXT's specials have been pretty good. There are no takeovers. Let's get that straight. There are no takeovers. The takeover lore is done. That would be a great miniseries we ever do. We just rewatch all the takeovers. God. Uh, oh, there's like, God, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, because the takeover series is done, which is uh, which is a freaking shame. Um, oh, you're going to be a wrestling trainer. Let let us know how that's going. Are you going to be training to become a wrestler? That'd be great to uh, be great to interested in, into like knowing about your journey. But the NXT uh, specials have been pretty good. Like I said, they're not a takeover level, but they're pretty high up there. So I'm actually going to go. I'm giving this an eight for me. I'll give, I'll give it a seven. I like NXT. Sure. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's interesting. Um, and they, they make them unique enough that they, that they look completely separate from uh, their WWE counterparts as well. Also of note as well, uh, WWE also made another big signing to NXT, but they haven't really revealed who it is, but everybody pretty much knows. Uh, and you'll enjoy this too, Will. It's Brian Pillman Jr. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> they did a vignette of all of it. It's like this guy watching these old TV clips of like the it's like oh the Cincinnati Bengals are playing and all this other like a WCW clip and stuff like that. It's like welcome to WCW whatever. But all of that stuff is stuff that Brian Pillman did. So Brian Pillman Jr. is officially unofficially signed to WWE under the NXT brand, I and he. That should be his first match. <laughs> Giant pencil. <laughs> Giant pencil. Yeah, did that in ACW. Yeah, he did. Man got a pencil over. He also he, got a... he also tried to piss in the crowd. Listen, they, they didn't call him a loose cannon for nothing. It it is a thing. So I'm happy and hopefully I listen, Brian uh Brian Pillman Jr., that's gonna hold a lot of weight. It's going to hold a lot, a lot of weight. His wrestling on for a while is pretty big. So for NXT to get him, very, very good. Very, very good for that. But that is the end of our show this week. We have covered a crap ton of stuff it's been in a while wrestling. It's 90 minutes. Yeah, no, it's been a while, but I'm glad we did. I mean, if this isn't proof of everything we went through, SmackDown getting $1.4 billion, Raw and NXT are probably going to get another billion. Uh... AEW moving, going to get crap tons of money once they go streaming. Uh, Elimination Chamber, Jade Cargill getting probably a crap ton of money. Pillman Jr. on Broken Skull Sessions would be unreal. He hasn't done anything, though. Like, he's just going to talk about his dad. He doesn't remember. It's a fact of Austin talking to Brian Pillman's son because they were the Hollywood Blondes. Yeah, yeah, but there'd be a lot of reminiscing about things he wasn't there for. But, I mean, Austin can, you know, throw up his hands and talk about his career on the Indies and stuff, too. I was the biggest star. Sorry, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Be with Esme. With all the stuff we talked about, there should be no doubt in your mind at this point that pro wrestling might be in its best era ever. And I'm including the Attitude Era. 
Like this is this is an amazing time to be in the wrestling industry. Well, the, the wrestling and the attitude era kind of sucked <laughs> for the most part, right? When you look back at yeah, it, yeah, all the storylines are kind of duds. Like Val Venus getting his dick cut off. That was and a then, great uh, storyline. I believe uh, it. It sucked because of shrinkage. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, there was a lot of bad things in the in the attitude era. But uh, yeah, wrestling is definitely the hottest it's been in. A 20 very, years. A very, very, very long time. We've been talking, we've been seeing this for a while, Ricky. It's mainstream again. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And the TKO merger is just going to make it that much bigger. And the better that AEW does, the better that WWE is going to want to do, it is going. And the writers and the actor strike also helped boost it as well. Although the writer strike came to an end, um, or it's coming to an end preliminarily. They were like, uh oh, guys, The Rock might do WrestleMania. Let's get this shit over with. Me. <laughs> exactly. Fast and Furious 11 is almost written. Come on, let's go. And John Cena's uh, like, uh, I need to cut my deal a little short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only the writers, not the actors. Oh, that's right. So big, big, yeah, right. only the writers, only the writers. The actors have a little bit way to go. The actors have a way to go, so we'll wait on that. But that is the show for this week. Very fun show. Very awesome show uh, with everything going on. But it's time for us to get the hell out of here. Will Tarasak, if you may. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast and watching episode number 355, No Mercy for Baddies, because the biggest baddie in the room has signed with the biggest company in the world. Congratulations to Jade Cargill on getting that bag, although you really didn't need it. Congratulations to WWE for getting SmackDown 1.4 billion. AEW is moving to HBO Max. There is so much crap going on. And oh yeah, Matt Riddle's gone from all of our lives for now. I have been your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets when I return. Kings of the Rings podcast, you can follow at KOTR underscore podcast across all social media outlets. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us some five-star reviews wherever you listen to us and make sure you listening to us on your favorite podcast site by subscribing to WrestleLadic Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And follow WrestleLadic Radio socials at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter because no one in their right mind calls it X and WrestleAddict Radio everywhere else. The links to all of our stuff, including some of our awesome merch, which I am wearing at this moment in time, is the our, our links in the description below. Will Tarashock, welcome back, sir. Oh, it's good to be back. I missed this podcast. It's been a long time since we've actually done a podcast, but my name is Will Tarashock, T.S. and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Hopefully that's changing, because I had a business call, a uh, sales call before this podcast, so keep your fingers mm-hmm. crossed for your boy. Um, yeah, follow me on uh, Lance Moly Active on socials, LinkedIn. So if you're into that kind of shit, Will Tarashock. Yeah, when everybody's all pretentious <laughs> for no reason. I love being on LinkedIn. God, I'm it's just the like, worst. It really is the fucking worst. <laughs> I look at people on LinkedIn. I'm like, you. I used to get shit faced with you. I used to get shit faced with you. I used to get shit faced with you. You are not functional whatsoever. But whatever, we're going to see if this works. So when we come back next week, we're going to make sure this stream actually works to the best of our ability and talk about everything that's happening in the world of wrestling, including the fallout for Wrestle Dream, whatever big news Tony Khan might have up his sleeve, because it's been a long time coming for Tony Khan to make a big announcement he's been he's been pretty 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 hiding in wait right now he also has that game in uh in london because jacksonville um yet again this weekend as well and 
who knows what the hell's going to happen within a week's time. You saw what happened this week. There's probably going to be bigger stuff happening next week. So until next week, folks, goodbye. Good night. Thank you for everybody who joined us live. Except for you, Slack. Fuck you, Slack. We'll see you soon. Midnight Music. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.